Welcome into this week's edition of the Recruiting Breakdown. It's hate week, but Justin and I like each other. Well, until we disagree on a recruit. Then we hate each other for about four minutes. Uh, but we like each other, but it's hate week. It's here. It's awesome. It carries over into recruiting. Uh, Justin, I put up a story on Inside Texas yesterday. There's almost 80 players from Texas high schools that are in this game this weekend for Texas and OU. Five players from Denton Ryan that were all teammates on both <laughs> sides of this game. I mean, think about it. JT Sanders, Anthony Hill, Austin Jordan for Texas, Caleb Hicks, Billy Bowman for Oklahoma. At some point, they were all teammates at Denton Ryan. I mean, hey, that is that's what makes this game great, isn't it? Bear Alexander screwed it up. I know. If he didn't go, he didn't go to Southern Cal, they, they, it could have been a family reunion in Dallas. Exactly. But, but that's the beauty of this game is that Texas-based players are rooted in this rivalry. It's ingrained in their DNA, and that's why it's hate week. And that's why that is why Oklahoma is Texas' top rival and vice versa. I mean, you think about it. and We're not going to go all the way down the list, but Quinn Ewers and Blake Smith were teammates at Southlake. Quinn's on the Texas I didn't know Blake was at OU. Yeah, he's at OU now. Blake's on the OU side after transferring from AM. Yeah. I mean, so you go down the list and their schools, they either played against each other in a district, you know, one's in East oh. Texas at, Tech, from, at Texas now, the other one's at Oklahoma. That's what makes this game great. By the way, we're sponsored by Homefield uh, this week for the recruiting breakdown. Uh, so I'm going to take a second to talk about Homefield before Justin and I get into what we're going to talk about today. We're going to go down 2024 recruiting, what positions of need still remain for the Longhorns. Then we'll end the show by talking about the 2025 visitor list with the understanding it's Tuesday, and this list really starts to expand Wednesday, Thursday, Friday as, as families and kids make their plans. But uh, right now, Homefield, uh, really thank, thank you to Homefield for sponsoring the recruiting breakdown. Homefield's a premium collegiate apparel brand based in the good old USA. They emphasize their commitment to creating incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs. I love their stuff. They feature a growing collection of more than 150 colleges to choose from, including, of course, the University of Texas. You'll see Bobby Burton, Rod Babers, myself, everybody wearing some of that home field gear. Uh, they're all about authenticity and nostalgia. I really like the material these shirts are made of, very old school T-shirts that kind of take you back to our youth while still having the new appearance. I'm telling you guys, give their side a look. It's not the typical UT gear you usually see. You can find them at homefieldapparel.com where you can see their selection of college colleges available. And guess what? Our listeners get 15% off their first order with the discount code on Texas 23. It's the perfect apparel to get you ready for the upcoming season. So check them out, homefieldapparel.com. I bet we see a lot of home field apparel in the stands in the Cotton Bowl Saturday. I've All got right. some. My son has some. Home field is go. some good stuff. Well, yeah, but this, hey, does your dog wear some? He's, he's too thick and around his thick. neck. I yeah. can't get anything that he's, he's the Leonard Davis of dogs. <laughs> yes. And he gets self conscious about it, Jerry. So we can't, like, okay. I'm sorry. It's not you. Look, we just can't find anything that fits around his thick neck. And we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll reach out to Leonard Davis to see if he has anything for. That'd be the uh, only thing that fit. <laughs> All right, Justin. Twenty 
four needs remaining for the Longhorns. Number 11 ranked class. They're going to sign their third straight top 10 class. We could rehash it, but we're not. Again, yeah. are they going to sign a top five class? That's going to depend on the five stars. They just picked up Brandon Baker. So they, they have win. Colin Simmons and they have Baker. We'll see what happens with guys like Wingo and Kobe Black here in the next few weeks. But let's start position and need. Uh, quarterback, you have Trey Owens, you're good. Running back, you have two, you're good. Wide receiver, still a position of need. You have Parker Livingstone and Freddie DeBose on three industry ranking four stars. Then there's Ryan Wingo, and then there will be Portal. But So we're going to talk about the high school recruits today. Portal will be a discussion many times over here after the season. But uh, Ryan Wingo, there was some chatter, which we never we never believed that he was going to officially visit A&M this weekend. And obviously, a going to keep trying. Ronnie Wingo Jr. played under Bobby Petrino, blah, blah, blah. We've talked about it before. But Chad Simmons of On3 said Ryan Wingo will be at the Missouri game Saturday, which kind of falls in line with what you reported because he had um, senior night. Senior night. Some things going on at his high school Friday. So that makes sense that you make the short trip to Missouri. Also, Missouri's 5-0, and and they have LSU coming to town. This is the game you want to get recruits to if you're Missouri. And Luther Burden, I mean, he's friends with Ryan, and that kid is one of the best receivers in college football already. He's a stud. Absolutely. They are sprinkling the football around the field. They're playing well. They had a big win against K-State yeah. on, what, a 55, 60-yard field yeah. goal. I mean, that's that just that, that's the that's the recipe for a special season. And that it's still a Texas-Missouri battle. Listen, I talked to Ronnie on, on <laughs> Sunday and Monday. Miami is still pushing to get him on campus. Texas A&M is still pushing to get him on campus. And even though Texas is still in a great position, we have to remember this is a five-star wide receiver who is not done with the process. They are still – schools are still going to come at him. And so, uh, yeah, it, it, Chad's reporting went along with, with what we reported yesterday. We, we had a pretty good idea. He wasn't going to be at A&M this weekend. And so, at the end of the day, everyone is still coming after Ryan – I like Texas. You like Texas. Yeah. But they're going to have to recruit this thing. This is the quintessential recruit through the whistle. Yes, yes, absolutely. And the more Missouri wins, even though Texas the is in a harder good position, they're going to have to recruit. The harder it gets. Now, Missouri's schedule the rest of the way is not for the faint of heart if you're a Tigers fan. You have LSU at home, then you go to Kentucky. You're at Georgia. I mean, Tennessee. There's some Arkansas. There's a lot of games left. They're done with their non-conference schedule. So it's seven SEC games left for the Tigers. All right. Um, and then we think Texas will also go to the portal at wide receiver. Tight end. We won't know much of that until about December. Yeah. Tight end. Because people are going to ask for names, Jerry, for the next three months. And we can't give you names until about December. And here's the thing. The coaching carousel hasn't started yet either. Oh, goodness. We're about a month away from that. And that will impact uh, portal recruiting for sure. Huge. Tied in on the high school level, done with Jordan Washington. Again, portal will be in play here. Yeah. Offensive They'll line. hit two big ones in 2025. Try. Exactly. Exactly. Offensive line-wise, DeAndre Carter was on campus last weekend. I'll roll through that real quick. Modern day, four-star, committed to Auburn, picked Auburn over Texas and Michigan State um, September 3rd. And if you're Auburn, he's the only offensive lineman you have in the class. That's in a really tough position when he goes and visits Texas the same week Brandon Baker commits to Texas, right? I mean, that's not the position that you really want to be in if you're Hugh Freeze. But they still have him committed, and they can sell early playing time uh, to DeAndre Carter. What The weekend at Texas for Carter, both of his parents were on campus. This was a weekend for 
Kyle Flood, Steve Sarkeesian to illustrate player development. Kyle Flood's resume of player development, which was big with the Baker family and Baker. Steve Sarkeesian's footprint in Southern California, his connections at modern day. Obviously, Chris Jackson went to modern day. He's not part of this recruitment, but still, it's another piece to the puzzle there. Um, playing in the SEC, but easier trips for the family. It's a lot easier to fly from Southern California to Austin than it is to get to Auburn. Now, that's just reality for families. I don't think they have an airport, Jerry. Yeah, I mean, now, I mean, you're either flying private or you're flying to Atlanta and making the drive, which is a gorgeous drive, by the way. No, it's not, but it's an easy <laughs> drive. Okay, and that's not a gorgeous drive. You're not going through the mountains of, of Colorado or anything on that drive. So Texas is right there. I think in the next week to two weeks, we're going to find out how realistic this is that Texas can flip DeAndre Carter. Texas feels like they have a shot, that I can say. But I do think the next week, 10 days, a couple of weeks are going to really illustrate this for the Texas staff, where things truly at with this recruitment. Uh, Michigan State, obviously not a factor. So this is an Auburn-Texas battle. It feels like Carter's going to play in the SEC, and we'll see what happens there. Could Texas go after another offensive tackle in this class? Potentially not a lock, though. If DeAndre Carter flips, they could say, we're good. We're moving on to 2025 right. because 2025 is really solid in-state. We'll get into some of that uh, at a later date um, because, obviously, Michael Fasusi is a big name that's a Texas OU battle in 2025. It's going to come uh, down to those two schools, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, defensive line-wise, Justin, um, you know, let's go. Actually, we're going to go to DBs first because we want to talk about Kobe Black here and some flip candidates. Then we'll go to D-line um, and, and edge last. Uh, defensive backs, obviously, Jordan Johnson Rebell, underrated safety, really good player, four star industry ranking safety, productive player at IMG, arguably their team leader. He's in the boat. Santana Wilson, one of the top corners in the country, son of Adrian Wilson, former NFL All Pro safety that's an NFL executive now. He's in the boat. Probably one of the most underrated recruits in this class. Yeah, just a very, you look, he's an NFL kid's. NFL kid. The DNA is there and his feet are like Fred Astaire. Yeah, there you go, Fred. I like that, Justin. I like the Fred Astaire reference there. So Texas fans now are hyper-focused on Kobe Black, but they really smell blood in the water on a flip possibility. That's what Texas fans want to talk about. They want to hear about Corey and Gibson. They want to hear about Wardell Mack after every Florida loss, not after every Florida win, just after the losses. Um, they want to hear about Miles Davis. In they want to hear about Miles Davis a little bit as well. Big game coming up in College Station from a recruiting standpoint this week. And AM, all their recruiting eggs are in the basket in College Station with Alabama coming to town this weekend. So that will play a big part. And I believe Miles Davis will be at that game. Um, so, Justin, first we'll start with Kobe Black. Then you and I will get into Corey Gibson and Wardell Mack. So, the latest on Kobe. The latest on Kobe is he is undecided on where he's going this weekend. Caught up with the family on Sunday. Um, yeah, that the thing about Kobe is he's, you know, everything that they plan, understand this, a lot of it revolves around the Oklahoma State home games. They they really love going to see Corey play, Kobe's older brother, starting corner for, in Stillwater. And so talking to his dad on Sunday, he had mentioned that he's like, look, you know, a lot of times that's kind of going to be our focus. It's going to see our going to see our family there. 
And that's understandable. Yeah. And that, you know what that tells me? That tells me Kobe Black has a really good idea where he's going to go. And he's just enjoying the rest of the process. He's enjoying going to see his family, his brother. And he's going to try to pop in. It, could he be at Texas OU? Absolutely. Could he be at Texas A&M Alabama? Absolutely. It's going to be kind of in the air. It might be a late decision on what, what, what he figures out he wants to do. A lot of fans want to know when the decision's coming along. When Kobe's ready, he'll let us know. Until then, you just, we just got to stay at it. Uh, you know, we're going to probably see him soon. We'll, 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 have, we'll catch up with him. But just understand, Texas remains in a great spot. But Texas A&M is not letting up. They are pushing hard for Kobe, big time. And Kobe's got a good relationship with their coaching staff. So you have to give those guys credit. I think it's going to come down to Texas and Texas A&M. He, he didn't – he canceled an LSU trip. I don't think that's going to get rescheduled. I don't see him taking a, a, an October, November trip to, uh, to, to uh, Oregon. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think Alabama's in the mix anymore either. It's a Texas-Texas A&M battle, and that's going to be really hairy and interesting over the next couple months. And here's the other thing that people always have to factor into some of these recruitments. <clears throat> He may not do something until the end of the high school season because, look, he, he gets brings a lot of eyes to a smaller school. So a lot of the stuff for, with high school coaching staffs, everything factors into these recruitments for these small-town kids. Um, Wardell Mack, Corey Gibson. <clears throat> um, every, uh, Texas fans, after every Florida loss, just as clockwork. When's Wardell flipping? Well, I mean, the last campus he was on was Florida for the Tennessee win. There's he a lot of family ties there. Yeah, he li he likes Florida. He likes the idea of being in Florida. Look, I lived there six years. I get it. He likes the idea of being in Florida. It's gonna. This is not an easy flip. This is and Texas doesn't want emotional flips. These so these recruitments are gonna play out a while. If Corey Gibson or Wardell Mack ended up in the Texas class, this is not anything Steve Sarkeesian and the staff are rushing. Justin, they want these guys to jump in for the right reason, not because their team lost a couple of games and Texas is ranked three. No emotional decisions allowed. I think that's on one of the bulletin boards when you walk into the recruiting facility. No emotional decisions. You can't do that. Corey and Gibson in Texas, we caught up with him a couple weeks ago in, in McKinney, and he flat out told me there's no school that kept recruiting him after his recruitment like Texas. Terry Joseph is chipping away. I think he's solid to Clemson. I think Dabu Sweeney, Dabu Sweeney and those guys have done a tremendous job with Corey and his family. I also know that Texas isn't letting up, and they want the the the, the fantastic defensive back in that secondary. Um, the big thing for him, I think, it, it's going to be getting. You know, he's an early enrollee too. Almost yeah. all these kids, it feels like, are enrolling early, and so if he's going to make a decision, a flip, it's going to have to come in the next few months, which makes our job a lot more fun and makes fans a lot more antsy. But that's where we're at with Corey Gibson. Texas is still trying to chip away. I'll tell you when it's really real when he comes on campus. That's I asked it. him two weeks ago, are you going to catch a Texas game this year? And all he did was give me a big smile. He didn't really want to say much. So you get Corey and back on campus and you're cooking in, with grease. The same thing, same exact scenario with Wardell Mack, guys. Texas remains talking to Wardell Mack. I was down there a couple of weeks ago at the school. Terry Joseph remains in contact with Wardell and his family. Steve Sarkeesian on a daily basis will text Wardell Mack and his family. But he's only been to Florida's campus so far this year. He's going to get to – he's scheduled to be at FSU for the Miami game. We think he'll show back up at Texas at some point. LSU obviously will get him on campus again. 
um, and they need defensive help. Um, but look, until Wardell gets back on campus at Texas, we're just covering this. Okay, we're doing our job. Once he gets on campus again, it gets real, as Justin said. Uh, but I think just I think the key there, and Texas remains in contact with Miles Davis, Texas yes. safety commit at Converse Judson. Here he's going to be at the Texas Bama game this weekend. He still says he's coming in for Texas Tech game in late November. Uh, to visit Texas again. So we'll see what happens there if Texas, hey, they may make a push on another safety. We'll see what happens. Um, somebody out there that's committed to another school possibly. Uh, then we, let's move to D-line, Justin. I mean, DeAndre Robinson said he's 100% again. I think it's about keeping the guys there as much as it is adding another piece. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it, Texas offered Demetri Nichols from Miami Norland last week, 6'3", 295-pound point-of-attack guy that has some explosive ability. His offer had nothing to do with DeAndre Robinson. That I can tell people. Is Texas remaining in contact with Dominic McKinley loosely? Loosely. Nothing's happening there at this point. Like 38 special, holding on loosely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but nothing. nothing's moving there. I don't Um, see that as being a priority to them. That's just my take. Yeah, I mean, look, they're staying in contact. Sark's going to stay in contact with those guys. But if anything – is worth worth mentioning there we'll mention it right now nothing um so you know then that leaves the kind of the question is they want to sign a fourth defensive line if deandre robinson sticks in the class and again this is one we follow to december it's recruit through the whistle florida's recruiting him through the whistle texas will recruit him through the whistle with the understanding that deandre needs to be up front with the staff if he's going to go visit somewhere he's just let him know yeah that's that's the way these relationships work when you're up front with a kid and say, this is who we're recruiting at defensive line. This is how many guys we're taking. If you're up front with those kids in recruiting, those staffs expect you to be up front and return. That's just the way this stuff goes. So that's where things get hairy in recruiting. And DeAndre Robinson says he's solid. Uh, we'll see. Um, we'll keep checking in on that one. Uh, just in edge recruiting. So edge is interesting because you have a tremendous class already. You have Colin Simmons and you have Zena. You have a great best pass rusher, Steve Sarkeesian's recruited to date. And you have another upside guy like Zena, who is physically needs some time, technique-wise needs some time, but he's got, got some clay, moldable clay. Moldable clay, right? So they already have a great class at edge. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Now they'd, they'd like one more. Now we get to Solomon Williams. And this is a look, AM and Texas recruiting battles are fun. Um, and we're about to get more of those. And, and here's my point on Solomon Williams. 
He goes to the Auburn game kind of unannounced, unofficially, two weeks ago. I think he went with his coach. Comes to Texas on an official visit last week with his mom. Now he's going back to AM this weekend officially for the Bama game with his mom. So AM gets two visits to Texas, one in a three-week period of time. That's a lot of time spent in the Lone Star State. So one thing I was told, Justin, at 9 p.m. Saturday night, this guy's going to AM or Texas. That's where this decision's ultimately coming from. And the visits absolutely say that's correct right now. Bama's trying to get him back for the Tennessee game. Oregon would like to get him back. I think he's going to play in the SEC. And it really looks like, based on what I'm hearing, it's going to be AM or Texas. Justin, AM obviously is trying to cut Texas knees on any D-line recruit yeah. that they're both going after. Because they know then in this conference, that's where they need to have an advantage on Texas in the first couple of years after Texas moves into the SEC. It's see, obvious what AM's plan is to anybody paying attention. It's only that position. That's it. That's it. There's no that's other it. spots. And if I'm AM, that's where I'm doubling down because I don't have the talent like Texas does at other spots. So why not stockpile a defensive line room? And they have been tremendous. They rotate. Seven, eight guys, Jerry. It's ridiculous. Yep. And at some point, you have to think the playing time factor has to come into play because they they have just so many guys. But you got to give AM credit. Text they that they take a Texas evaluation and they think, you know what? They, those guys, they found a guy. We need to go after him too. It's almost like a copycat. Hey, Texas thinks they, that he's really good. We need to get involved. I was told yesterday that Solomon Williams at AM is more likely going to happen I if, they beat, if they beat Alabama on Saturday, which that's that's part of recruiting. You you go after these guys. You know, Texas went into Florida last year to, to take CJ Baxter. You know, they go into Georgia, they went into Alabama to get guys. That's what you're that's what you're gonna do. And I think it's funny that Texas AM is doing this. It I don't necessarily blame them, Jerry. I don't either. I, they, I mean, Solomon Williams is a great upside guy. You talked yes. about the competition. His 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 numbers have been tremendous. Why not go after a guy that you know Texas really likes? And at some point, a recruit will see through that. At some point. But not all of them will. Some no. of them are going to fall into that door. They're going to fall yeah. into that trap. And they're going to wind up being the third on a depth chart and redshirting. But that doesn't matter because A&M will have taken him away from Texas, and that's and, their goal right now. And here's the thing, too. When Texas A&M moved to the SEC and Texas was stu stuck in the Big 12, what did that open up for A&M, the recruiting door to the Southeast region? They've had, they've got guys out of Florida. They've got guys out of Louisiana. You look Louisiana at Dominic, especially. You look at Dominic McKinley, Louisiana. You look at Solomon Williams, Florida. If there's areas – if it's a Texas kid that's not a Zion Williams-level guy, I'm not sure it's this same battle. Texas A&M clearly wants to keep Texas from winning a lot of battles on the defensive line in the Southeast region. I think it's smart uh, by Texas A&M, and I think uh, Solomon Williams, look, if I, follow, I, I followed the visits. I follow my instincts in this business, and – um, I give AM the advantage headed into this weekend, and we'll see how it plays out for Solomon Williams. Um, Justin, um, Red River showdown Saturday. It's going to be 72 degrees, man. Nice day for a recruit to be there um, at the game. How freaking Saturday. perfect is that? It's perfect, especially after this summer. Perfect. Um, so the, the visitors yeah. list right now is early. 
The big names, the names will be added will come later in the week, right? When guys figure out their plans, you have homecoming factoring in like Trey Owens, a commitment won't be there. It's kind of home, right. homecoming weekend. So you're at that point in the season too. Uh, but who are two or three 2025 names that you kind of have penciled in right now, circled right now? Because we both want to hit on JV and Osborne, 2026 running back from Forney, who says he's coming in. Obviously, Tashard Choice loves to have a top running back in when Texas is running the ball so well. Right. And, and, and when you mentioned 2026, I'm going to I'm gonna double down. How about 2025 on three, number one running back in the nation, Harlem Berry? There we you reported, go. We reported Monday morning. Well, we actually reported it last week that he was going to be – There was pretty. he told me there's a strong chance he was going to be at Texas OU. Confirmed that on Sunday night. We reported that Monday morning. Harlem Berry, man. I don't know if anybody's watched his clips this year. Holy moly. <laughs> that dude – yeah, we, we put up a recruiting notebook last week. You really got to check that out at Inside Texas. There's some Jamal Charles there. He's a track kid with some giddy up. Yeah. And I love the fact that he's going to be on campus. Texas has been pushing a little bit as of late. They're going against in-state LSU. They're going to be in the mix. Florida, another school that we keep talking about. There's some family ties. And I'm not talking about Michael P. Keaton. I'm talking about there are family ties to this recruitment that are really getting Barry's attention. That's only natural. That's why we have to watch Zion Williams and TCU because the defensive line coach, Jamarcus McFarland, the man that likes to write about parties. And so, you know, to me, Harlem Barry, I think is the big, big name right now, especially in 2025. I love the guy uh, that Eric had been catching up with, Dorian Brew. Kid moved into Conroe. He's going to be on campus. I think that's an interesting kid as well. You're a big fan of Dylan Battle. While I'm a Zion Williams guy, and you are too, no question, but you were on Dylan Battle early. He's a guy that's supposed to be in as well. I like Devin Harper coming back. Yeah, well, that's a kid. Captain Shreve. Point out, he's Captain Shreve in Shreveport. That's a Louisiana uh, one of the kid. top junior offensive linemen in the country. A school that Blake Gideon recruits, by the way. They were in on, oh, what was the wide receiver for Bama? Texas won the final three with that two years ago. Uh, oh, gosh. I went to see the kid. I had COVID right after that. Wasn't Terrace Marshall? No. No, I can't remember. Uh, it was I literally was in a hotel in, in Shreveport, and I, I had COVID symptoms, and I ended up in, uh, on the deck for uh, – uh, a week. Oh gosh, it'll come to me. But he was he was a uh, all American. Oh, I know he's he all American. So Texas has a history of recruiting Captain Shreve there under the staff. Uh, Terry Joseph went up there. Blake Gideon recruits that school. Uh, but yeah, Devin Harper coming back again. Justin, two weeks in a row to watch Texas. I, you know, and that's a kid. Watch his tape. Six five, about two ninety. He is that that prototypical dancing bear offensive tackle. Uh, and, and there's some other big schools, obviously, in-state LSU is going to be in the mix there. But I like him coming back on campus. And so, you know, that, that's the thing. This list is going to grow. Yes. And, and we're going to see more and more of it. I have a feeling, though, Jerry, it's going to be who's – it's going to turn into who's not there. Yeah. I do. I have that feeling, which, to, you know, fans from Texas and Oklahoma are going to be a little perturbed because this is a top 15 matchup for the first time, I think, since 2008. But people have to remember, it's still 11 a.m. start. Kendrick Law is the kid's name from Captain Shreve. The there you go. He was a DB for somebody. So he sounded like a DB, but yeah, you're right. Um, um, so I, I think that's a problem. The 11 a.m. thing is a real deal. If you're coming, um, if you're trying to come in from Houston, that's tough. I mean, that's that's going to be tough after a late Friday night game. If you have any Saturday morning go in and get treatment, team meeting type of situation. Then it's impossible. It's impossible. I mean, that, that's, a t- that's a tough thing. But what we can say is 
Justin and I will be talking to kids whether they're or not to get their thoughts Saturday. Absolutely. The recruits' reaction is one of our best pieces after the game. If you'll remember, I believe it was last, last year, year that I actually – We published it during the game. I Yeah, I actually spoke to Micah Hudson, the five-star wide receiver, during the game who had told me he was sitting with OU and got up and went and sat with the Texas fans. I think Colton Voschick may have done the exact same, the same thing. Yeah. Um, that was a that was a that was a really that was a lot of fun last year. That game, yeah. that recruiting atmosphere this year, I I, I can't wait to see it because Oklahoma is a better team this year. Yeah. You and I both know it. I think Texas is a little better this year too, and so that'll be interesting. But listen, even if recruits aren't there, they're watching. They're watching. They're paying attention on their phones. They're checking in with other recruits. To me, that's as valuable as anything. No doubt. That is Justin Wells. I'm Jerry Hamilton. Again, thank you to Homefield for being today's sponsor of the Recruiting Breakdown. Uh, Justin and I will have more throughout the week on Inside Texas. Um, right now we have a special. If you are a subscriber to or listen to on Texas football, you go to Inside Texas. Use promo code OTFIT23, $1 for two months. Must select the monthly offer. Over 300 Texas fans have used this promotion to date to sign up for Inside Texas for the first time. We appreciate all those guys. So, again, Justin, um, big, big week. It's hate week. Um, I'm going to be up in Dallas late in the week. I'm going to hit a game, maybe high school, do a couple of things around there on Thursday and Friday night. Uh, but we'll have more on Inside Texas on the visitors list coming up throughout the week. And for Justin Wells, this is Jerry Hamilton. This has been this week's edition of the Recruiting Breakdown.